the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Merry Christmas, Andrea. Merry Christmas, and. Who doesn't like Merry Christmas? God bless you all. Merry Christmas and God bless you all, one and all. Thank you, caller. That was on our 24 hour caller line, 844 814 5227. All right, there's some breaking news that's happening from the world involving the World Cup. And this is something that we've had jokes about here because I've been saying, how long is this World Cup going to keep going on? I mean, is this like a year-round competition? What's what's the deal? And like, I just don't understand who's who's still watching this. Um, so, Skins, you know some people that are they're really into watching the World Cup, but that's not really your thing, right? No, I, there's no. two sports uh, in in my opinion. That's baseball and baseball off season. Right. Well, evidently, there's breaking news tonight. I have not heard of this journalist. His name is Grant Wall. Evidently, he collapsed and died tonight while covering the World Cup in Qatar. Um, his brother is Eric Wall, who lives in uh, Seattle, Washington. Um, and he said that um, that he's the reason why Grant, Grant Wall is the reporter. There was this whole uh, controversy because Qatar was chosen to be the, the, the location for the World Cup. They are anti-homosexuality, anti-homosexual. This is kind of what I was talking about last hour, that the left loves to celebrate and will defend Islam all day long and call Christians the bigots. When the reality is, it's not Christians that will throw you off of a roof if you're gay. That's what the kind of thing that happens in the Middle East. So for some reason, the World Cup gets picked to be in Qatar. So a lot of people wanted to protest the fact that they're anti-gay, including this journalist named Grant Wall, who has a brother named Eric, who's gay. So um, the journalist Grant Wall wore a rainbow shirt to the World Cup. Um, he received death threats. And um, now Grant Wall has reportedly just collapsed and died. And um, his brother believes that the Qatar government has it may be involved in his oh, death. Oh, so many things going through my mind. Um, I first thing I think of when I see a young man um, in, in the prime who's healthy and athletic who drops dead for no reason. I think the shot. Well, that was the first thing that went through my mind, but it looks like there's a lot more at play here. Right. Well, and and I don't know if there is or isn't. I Maybe don't, there isn't. I don't know if it's just a, a grieving brother who's like, look, my brother was healthy. You know, how, what's he doing dropping dead? Well, you're a far lefty up in Seattle. You're probably on your 10th booster shot right now. Maybe you're just assuming the Qatar government was involved when really, uh, you know, the evil government involved was Fauci and his shots. Yeah, there's, not, there's nothing new here if, if that's the case, Andrea, because this is happening all over the place. Yeah. 
So I don't know. Was the Qatar government involved? I haven't really been following this World Cup. I don't know. Has the Qatar government? I mean, he was. They allowed him to stay there and report. So I don't know. I'm just, and I don't follow. I mean, logic tells me that if they didn't want him there, they just wouldn't allow him to report. Yeah. He was initially not allowed into the stadium, detained for 30 minutes for wearing a shirt depicting, depic, depicting a soccer ball surrounded by a rainbow. He was eventually let into the stadium. Um, I guess the uh, Qatari government did crack down on uh, pro-LBGTQ demonstrations at the tournament. Um, the brother says he collapsed at the stadium, collapsed at the stadium, was given CPR, was taken by an Uber to a hospital and died uh, and, you know. Um, they've spoken to the State Department, Ron Klain, and the White House. I'm not really sure how this is, you know, um, to the level of the Oval Office, but there you have it. Breaking news out of Qatar. Um, it's shocking to me that anybody thinks anything else except the shot when you hear that a young man has dropped dead. Hey, when when this happens, should we uh, uh, launch into Fauci right now? I know we were going to talk about that. Well, yeah, because... Um, <sighs> Yeah, here's what Fauci had to say. Um, I don't know, there, there's just so many different ways to go into this story. Um, at the same time that we know that Twitter has been suppressing and been busted for suppressing not just the Hunter Biden laptop story, they were suppressing the truth about COVID. I'm going to get into a little bit of that in a moment, as well as a horrifying story related to the shots coming out of New Zealand, which it would mean, which means it's coming to a, a town near you. Uh, here's what Fauci had to say today. In spite of the truth being revealed, he's still doubling down on his lies. Somebody made a quip today and said that when they heard that the merchant of death was going to be given over for Brittany Griner. They thought that it was Dr. Fauci. <laughs> I think that was D.C. Drano. D.C. Drano, you're my hero for that. That could That's a nominee for Hero I of mean, the I'm Week. I mean, I'm okay with Fauci going to Russia. That's, kind of, that's such a good quip that that may be my Hero of the Week. All right, here's what Fauci had to say about the shots. Clip three. And Dr. Fauci, what do we say if we have a family member who is still hesitant about getting the vaccine? Well, I would reason with that person by just showing them the data. And the data are overwhelmingly dramatic. If you look at the curve of deaths and hospitalization among unvaccinated people compared to vaccinated and boosted people, you really don't need a statistician to tell you what the right thing to do is. It really makes a lot of sense to protect yourself from serious illness and even protecting your family from getting them infected. Get vaccinated and just try. You know what's funny, Andrea, is he's right up until he says get vaccinated because the data is pretty much all out there. Yeah. And here's what the data says. This um, as of December 1, 2022, um, that the new the latest data from the Center for Disease Control reveals that the people who have had the covid shots made up most of the covid-19 deaths in August of 2022. Twitter needs to be releasing all of all of it, all of it, and not just about the Hunter Biden laptop story, which was a week ago, and not just about the proof of the evidence of what we already knew, which was their shadow banning and blacklisting conservatives. I mean, I don't need I don't need anybody to tell me it's raining when it's rain when there's water drops on my head. Right. This man is continuing to lie to the American people. He is the merchant of death. Millions of Americans died. And many more will die 
from these shots. This is the real criminal. He is literally a serial killer. How many ways, let's count the ways in which fraud Fauci murdered Americans. He murdered Americans by denying therapeutics that worked. He murdered Americans by denying any treatments to uh, just even to treat the symptoms, not the therapeutics that would cure COVID, right? But even treating the symptoms, you couldn't even get a pack. No, people who, people who were sick had to wait at home until they were literally on death's door. Then he killed Americans by you went to a hospital and you were put on the Fauci protocols of a ventilator and remdesivir. And if the ventilator didn't kill you, the remdesivir killed your kidneys and then you died. Or he killed Americans through the lockdowns and the shutdowns. The indirect result of deaths involved drug addictions, suicide, increased comorbidities of, of like uh, or uh, like um, obesity. The medical examiner for the state of California at one point said there were more people literally dying every day from drug ov- overdoses in the state of California than COVID. And that was because of a direct result, quite frankly, of, of these COVID lockdowns. They're wanting to keep you stupid. And here's the thing. Brother in Seattle, I don't know with this Grant Wall died from getting the shot and, and we whatever. We speculate I, all day. Yeah I, yeah, I don't know for sure. But what I do know is that there's too many Americans out there that still believe the crap. Because it's easier to con somebody than to convince them that they've been conned. And the con was on us involving the shots. But you know what, Skins? You and I never fell for it, did we? We never fell for the lockdowns. We didn't fall for the mask mandates. We didn't fall for these shot mandates. Nothing related to these You know, it breaks my heart, Andrea, seriously. And I still see it today. I'll, I'll look to the car next to me and I'll see a person by themselves, nobody else in the car, and they're wearing a mask. One thing that we, yeah, one thing that we do know... And that was a result of uh, the suppression of the truth and telling anybody and Fauci going out and telling the American people, I am science. Why is anybody questioning me? And anybody who questioned him was called a quack. People lost their medical licenses. Think about that. All based on a lie. The American Medical Association has has supported his quackery that has killed people. Here's a doctor who was suppressed and was was uh, was um, censored on Twitter. He was from Stanford, Doctor um, J. Bhattacharya. He was one of the people who co-authored authored something called the Great Barrington Declaration. And the Great Barrington Declaration was signed by many doctors around the world, accusing Fauci of being wrong about policy, criticizing pretty much everything that he was putting down from the mass mandates, lockdowns, etc. And he said um, <clears throat> in response to uh, the Twitter, the proof that came out yesterday about him being censored, he said, we needed to have a discussion, an open scientific discussion about the right policies for COVID. He says, imagine how different all the small businesses who stayed open, all the people that would have, wouldn't have missed their cancer screenings, another way he killed people. All the kids that wouldn't be depressed and suicidal, all the learning loss that could have been avoided if we had just had open scientific discussion. And none of this is hyperbole. No. He says this was not a free and fair kind of discussion. It wasn't science that happened. He said when we followed the science, it was not actually science we followed. It was something else entirely. It was censorship. And I think led to the tremendously bad policies we've had over COVID and the failures we've seen over the last three years. And let me tell you, you're being kind, doctor, because we have... 
I don't know how many hundreds of millions of people are going to be dying in the next few years, next 10 years from these shots, and nobody will be blaming the shots. One of my best friends called me recently and said that uh, her cousin had found out that he had kidney cancer. And the way he found out he had kidney cancer was because his myocarditis was giving him heart attack symptoms and it made him go into the doctor's office. Well, I guess if you look, look at it that way, I guess it's a good thing he's got the myocarditis from the shot and was having symptoms of a heart attack because otherwise it might not have found the kidney cancer. But, you know, the kidney cancer, is, it was removed with a, with a surgery. I hope she's not listening because I don't want to hurt her feelings. But I'm just like, you know, he's been left with a, with a heart issue. And what was described recently by a doctor was the myocarditis causes scar tissue and the scar tissue causes blockages and then the blockages cause death. Will this cousin of one of my best friends, will he survive kidney cancer to only be killed by these shots five years from now, three years from now? Breaks my heart. I can't even tell you how much it kills me. I was asking months ago about separation of blood and tainted blood. That was a huge issue in the early years of the HIV crisis. You and I brought it up uh, pre-show prep one, one day uh, over a month ago, and we hadn't heard about this discussion anywhere. Oh, it was longer than a month ago, my was man. Was it? Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it time, time flies for us here. It was months ago because I called the San Diego um, Blood Bank and asked if they were separating the blood. And she was like, are we, are we doing what? We set, we're separating the blood? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, well, you know, if... if <laughs> Um, it, it has nobody, I said, has nobody even asked about this? These shots are controversial. Have you not read the VAERS? Do you not understand the side effects? Do you not understand these were pushed out without proper trials? Do you not understand there's millions of Americans that do not want to get these shots? But, but how do you pre, so how do you make sure that you're not, you're not indirectly being mandated to get a shot if you have an emergency? And they haven't bothered to separate the blood. You know, I would say, Andrea, if you're getting a blood transfusion as of right now, you are rolling the dice. Well, and I guess there are ways in which you can have your blood stored. Um, but So expensive. Uh, yeah. And in New Zealand, there was parents of a baby who has a heart condition needing surgery. And the parents asked, like I did. What we don't want, you know, we don't want any blood donations. We don't want any uh, blood supply given to him that was from blood from those that have been given the shot. And the uh, parents said they had told the authorities that they had plenty of family and friends ready to line up and donate blood that had not been given the shot. And you can watch the video online and see this baby taken f- by the law enforcement from this parent and purposely given him blood from blood donations with those that had gotten the shot. There's no other way to characterize that as anything but we are going to force these shots into the arms of people. And this is a baby whose who's, the reason for the surgery was a heart condition, a heart condition. Children don't get this. They, how many? How, oh my gosh, it just kills me. And we've said it hundreds of times. Children don't get this. They don't die from this. And these parents had this child taken from them and injected with this poison. We need to be. We we need to be going. To, how can we? What what can we do? 
we need to be going down. How do we get, how do we how do we get somebody to care about this blood donation business here in the states? Because let me tell you, this is coming. I I am not going to get injected with this crap, either directly or indirectly. It ain't going into my arm. It ain't going into my arm. You're not getting it in me. You want to get this shot? You go ahead. You want to get the booster? You go ahead. In spite of the fact that the data says, and it's all over the place. And Fauci's right. It's about the data. Yeah, it's about the data. And the data is, these shots don't stop you from getting COVID. They don't stop you from giving COVID. They don't protect you. In fact, they, they make just, it more likely, they just, actually. They make it more likely. The majority of people dying from COVID at this point are no longer just the people that are the immunocompromised, those with comorbidities and the senior citizens. No, they're the people getting these shots. But if you want to get it, go get it. But in the United States of America, I'm not free to not get it. From blood donations? I got family that yesterday went and gave and gave blood down in Georgia. I think I'm going to call Georgia and say, hey, I, I've got some pure blood family that gave blood yesterday. What'd you do with it? Now, how hard would it be, Andrea? You, you, you go in and you say, you know, OK, I want to make a blood donation. They, they ask you and it's up to you. Are you vaccinated or unvaccinated? And you separate the blood. It's not hard. It ain't hard. Actually, it's easy. Yeah. They separate it by blood type, don't they? Don't they? I mean, they got to separate it by blood yeah, type. Yeah. All right, going to take a break. We come back. Speaking of kids, I kind of touched on this story uh, last night, but I felt like I didn't really do it justice. And it has to do with you wouldn't know about American Girl Skins. I wouldn't. I hope not, because you had two boys. No, I, I don't. I hope you weren't buying them the American no, Girl. No, I dog. was not. <laughs> but American Girl has doubled down on their their plans and their book to shove puberty blockers on uh, little girls. And we're going to talk about that when we come back. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. carolers i used to go caroling when i was a kid did you ever go caroling no it's actually on my bucket list i never have yeah. uh, as a kid I, i'd like to do it yeah i just loved going caroling i was su- i was such a corny kid when i was growing up uh christmas never cared about thanksgiving wasn't my jam i was bored every year it was like because none of my friends were available to play and hang out but christmas i love everything about you being it. a foodie that surprises me that thanksgiving wasn't a, a part of you well but if you know my taste buds, I mean, turkey, well, you know, mama's mama's cornbread dressing. Now, that was something special. But the res- cranberry sauce, it just wasn't really my my favorite. I mean, my favorite food of all time is red beans and rice. Did you ever know my story when I had my tonsils out? No. OK, my brother and I were like twins. I'll just tell you all this story. My brother and I were like twins when we were little. Um, people thought we were twins, even though he's two years older, two little, you know, blonde little cotton tops running around and toe heads, um, toe heads and, you know, uh, always got sick at the same time. If one of us got the flu, the other one got the flu. Terrible. So um, I think daddy was overseas at this point, And we were at grandma's and um, we had to have our tonsils taken out. So we got our tonsils taken out at the same time. I think we were three and five, right? Had our tonsils taken out. I mean, they wheeled us into the to the operating room, wheeled us out at the same time. So they were at recovery. So they're like, 
uh, Tim, you want some ice cream? And he's like, yeah. And they're like, what flavor do you want? And he's like, vanilla, because my brother is so vanilla. And then they're like, Andrea, um, do you, would you like some ice cream? I'm like, no, because I don't like ice cream. And they're like, what do you want? And I said, red beans and rice. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> so there I was, uh, three or four years old, and my grandma, who was a nurse at the hospital there, she bootlegged me in some red beans and rice, because they didn't have red beans and rice in the recovery room for a tonsil, because your throat's really sore. That's why people always eat ice cream in the recovery room. So, But I eat my red beans Creole cream style. So, I don't think I've ever had it like that. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, give me, even with a sore throat, I'm like red beans and rice with some andouille sausage. Okay. I, that's my jam is my Cajun food. It's not turkey. Okay. Um, oh, this American Girl story. I, you know, we didn't have American Girl when I was little, but one of my besties, her daughter loved American Girl. This was a brand, Skins, that was all about America. It goes and far it, back, doesn't it? It goes far back. Um, Jordan's in her mid-twenties, uh, one of my besties' daughters, and she was just all about American Girl. And um, they had books that were, and, and I'm not an expert on it, but it was, think about American Girl, and that's what it was. It was about celebrating America, and the books were inspirational, and uh, Jordan was just this all-American kid with love of country. It was like the best of America wrapped up in a little doll for girls. So people were shocked that they suddenly came out with the book um, pushing, literally pushing puberty blockers on little girls. Basically what's going on in these books is that it's, it's about not saying to little girls, it would be bad enough if the, if the message in this book was about, uh, was towards little girls like me, who was a tomboy, extreme tomboy, thought a mistake, thought a, I thought a mistake was made that I was a boy trapped in a girl's body because I didn't want to play with, with, with dolls, right? I wanted to be out running around in the dirt with no shirt on with my brother, right? Who was like my twin when I was a little kid. It'd be one thing if this book was sending the message to, hey, if you're a tomboy or little girl and you think a mistake was made, well, you know what? You can live your life as a boy, be you. That would be bad enough but what but that's this, not what th- this is that's not what this is what this book does is basically um it, it says it, it's basically implanting the idea of transgenderism into the minds of little girls by basically telling them um if you're uncomfortable in your body which what girl isn't okay the only people i can imagine that were like maybe never uncomfortable in their body was like think cindy crawford okay who probably never had an awkward day in her life Right. Um, who would you imagine would be a woman that might never have an awkward, awkward day? I mean, honestly, I mean, I mean, I know you're older than me, but Cindy Crawford's a good one. That's what I would. Right. Picked. I mean, that's, you know, I there's and there's lots of probably lots of men, too, that are that never had an awkward moment. Patrick but, Swayze. But but pretty. Yeah. But pretty much everybody. It's part of the human experience. You have awkward stages in your life. In fact, it's it's a critical part of growing into adulthood to learn to love 
yourself in spite of your flaws, in spite of what you perceive are flaws. It you need to you've got one of the most important life lessons is not ever as a girl in particular, not everybody looks like Cindy Crawford. There's some boys that stay short and don't grow into their full height until they're in college. And you know what? They've got to learn to love themselves and build confidence in who they are. The message should not be that you that oh you're feeling a little discomfort right now and in your appearance or in some part of your body, go to a doctor and get put on some puberty blockers. That's insane to me. And there's language in here about, about you know, um, finding somebody outside of your parents that will support you in this. Go to, um, go to, go to a doctor and, you know, and have them talk to you about pronouns. And I mean, this is, this is the very definition of indoctrination. This is, this is, this is the very definition of recruitment and what we've been saying. This is about recruiting children into transgenderism. This is not about trying to help somebody through it. And they're going younger and younger and, and, and doing this in every aspect of society because they know that this feeling of uncomfortable, uh, uncomfortableness, like me, that I felt like I didn't match, my gender didn't match my spirit, was fixed with puberty. That's why they're blocking puberty, because they're denying, they're literally in the process of intentionally denying the truth about who these children are really meant to be. If you cared about children being who they were meant to be and matching their body, and it, you wouldn't try to stop nature from taking its course. You would want them to go through puberty. You wouldn't be trying to block it. They actually use a heart around a statement by Jazz Jennings. Being transgender isn't a medical transition. It's a process of learning to love yourself for who you are. That is such manipulative BS. If you want to send the message to somebody to love themselves for who you are, then you tell a girl you don't have to look at like Cindy Crawford to to be happy. You don't have to. Uh, and this is and, and we do have a problem in this country of like the Kardashians who are in the plastic surgeon's office probably every other week. And now we've got it's normalized. It's become normalized that nobody can have everybody has to have the same kind of a nose. Everybody has to have this cat eye look. Everybody has to have this same, in, same shape to everything, same shape to everything. Uh, we're destroying individuality. This is destroying individuality. This is, we're now trying, and under the guise of individuality, trying to force every kid in, into cutting off, mutilating their genitals, and denying who they are. And oh, by the way, these puberty blockers destroy fertility. You're ruining, you're literally destroying children. This is shocking. If you, uh, and, and quite frankly, I, I, there needs to be, this is, is, this is, is this as bad or is this worse than Balenciaga? With their, it's worse. Yeah. I think it's worse. It's worse. But it's all part of the end game of this LBGTQIA agenda. This is the Trojan horse to destroy America. What, ultimately, the end game is destroy man, woman, destroy the traditional family, um, destroy fertility, um, destroy Judeo-Christian principles and values, corrupt the minds of little kids, and it, and, 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 and it, the transing, and you can't separate the transing and the drag queens from the BDSM. Remember, Andrea, it just started with acceptance is all that, right. that they wanted. Right, and the end game includes normalizing sex with children. 
We're going to take participation, right? Forced participation. And we're, when we're going to take a break and you're going to hear from a girl that was forced to participate in a sense, she says she was manipulated. Um, and I, she's now trying to transition, but it's, it's a struggle because once you've mutilated your genitals, once you've hacked something off, that's it. It's done. Once you've stopped puberty, you can't get it back. Once you've destroyed your f- fertility, it's gone. And we need to be we need to be stopping this in its tracks. So stay tuned. We're gonna we're gonna share with you this young woman's dev- devastating story on the other side of the break. You're listening to the Andrea K Show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Keisha. Reading an email from a listener, she says, I say Merry Christmas on purpose, throws them off a bit. Um, in follow-up to our movie topic from last night, she says, how about Sheena, Queen of the Jungle? I get that was a... I don't think I remember that one. Why don't you Google that real quick? That could be interesting. Um, I don't think I remember Sheena, Queen, Queen of the Jungle either. Um, but it sounds like an action. It sounds like a female lead protagonist action hero. Sounds great. Great idea. And she says, um, Jennifer Lawrence is as stupid as she is beautiful. Um, I agree with you there, uh, my dear. Another email, she says, oh, this was uh, from last night. I mentioned Catwoman. Uh, this listener says, no, Julie Newmar. Yes, that was the real Catwoman from the TV series. Um, did you ever watch Batman, the TV show? Oh, religiously. Oh my gosh, that was a show that I liked. I loved Burgess Meredith. That surprises me, but I'm glad you did. Yeah, Great show, Burgess Meredith was uh, awesome. Was he amazing? So yeah. By the way, Sheena, Queen of the Jungle, uh, all it proves, and good call, listener, starring Iris McCalla, that uh, Jennifer Lawrence was wrong by uh, several decades. That's back from 1955. Oh wow. Okay. TV show. Who knew that there was Sheena Queen in the 50s? Interesting. So Jennifer Lawrence, uh, there's been strong female protagonists for quite a while. <laughs> Sorry. Here's another uh, email from a listener. I'm not sure what we were talking about last night uh, for this topic. She says, OMG, Americans' minds are twisted. Did the shots do it? How are those around us uh, who got the jab functioning? Some have fallen off and haven't continued the shots, but some hold their cards up like they achieved something. What's it uh, designed to do to brains? Um, that's a that's that's kind of an evergreen comment. I'm not sure really we, is. Were, <laughs> we were talking about last night, but I like the comment. Continuing on though about the transitioning, uh, maybe I needed to read some comments before I got back to this story because it just breaks my heart. Because y'all know if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know that this was me. I was this kid, and I'm grateful that I was a kid at a time where we treated tomboys in this country like they were. They were girls that were rough and tumble and ran around and just wanted to do boys things and then puberty kicked in and then you see the fabulous woman you know before you and that's that's just life right today in today's world somebody would have gone outside my parents and put me on puberty blockers and I might be this girl listen to what she has to say here as she describes what was done to her and how she was manipulated clip one um but you know your parents say that they were manipulated into supporting you through this transition by by uh, counselors, by the medical profession. Do you believe you were manipulated into it at all? Oh, yeah, I really do. Um, I was manipulated not only by my trans peers, but by my gender um, specialist uh, the, who gave me my letter of recommendation and surgery. 
I mean, it was also just like a wonderful thing. It wasn't like a medical condition that you needed to be treated, you know, that was sad or serious. It was like a fun thing, like you're trans now and it's celebrated and you're wonderful and you're a hero and all of that. And, you know, that attention is what I was looking for. Mm. So when you see American Girl in a, in a book that's targeted toward children who are probably between 12, because those are the girls who are really into American girls, say, haven't gone through puberty yet. The doctor might offer medicine to delay your body changes, giving you more time to think about your gender identity. And if you've already gone through puberty, a doctor can still help. What do you think about that message targeted to prepubescent girls? I mean, it's incredibly confusing. I I almost think it's predatory. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's setting them up for confusion. Every single person who's about to go through or who is going through puberty is uncomfortable with their body and it's changing and it's hard. And this language is so confusing and so strange and nuanced for them. They just, it, it's just going to cause confusion. All right. And it's meant to, it's meant to. He's spot on. Yeah. I, I mean, bless her heart. She was made upon and by a medical community, our medical community is corrupted. The Pediatric Association, the American Medical Association are all uh, nothing but a bunch of far left, power mad, evil, despicable, new world order, great reset communist that don't care about the destruction. This is not about this is not about health. This isn't about mental health. This is about communistic trolls. This is how you destroy a nation. You think that somebody's got a comma MD after that name that that means that that uh, they're a good guy? And that means that they 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 can't be they can be um, corrupted. Andrea, I would say it used to. Yeah, it doesn't anymore. The, these are the doctors who should should have their medical licenses revoked. Not so like um, America's frontline doctors that were trying to report on how they figured out how to save people's lives from COVID. No, they couldn't get a medical license. They they got fired. Happened to Doctor right? Cass Ingram too. Yeah. But a doctor that's willing to permanently mutilate a, a girl, a boy, this is just absolutely, and it, we desperately need the Republican Party to stop doing crap like feeding the Trojan horse of the LBGT community by signing on to anti-religious freedom uh, bills like the so-called, quote, Defense of Marriage Act. We need the Republican Party to stand up for children in this country to stop the child abuse that's in the form of the mutilation of their body and their permanent, there's no, this girl's never going to come back from this. What I have told people as a child who lived this, that if this had been done to me, I would have effectively been murdered because the woman that I was meant to be, that I was allowed to be by being allowed to go through puberty would have been permanently gone. This is in effect akin to murder in my opinion. And they're getting away with it. We nope. have two words for the Republican Party. Yeah. Wake up. Yeah. Now, I think you, you reported on a story or told me a story earlier about a federal court. Oh, it's on Breitbart. It's on Breitbart. A federal court permanently blocked Biden's gender transition mandate. See, we've got a gender transition mandate. From the Democrat Party and the head of the Democrat Party. And the court shouldn't even have to block this. The court shouldn't have to block it. But where's the Republican Party 
in standing up for children. Again, they're silent. Have they mentioned one thing with the House Republicans? Have they mentioned one piece of legislation that they're planning to to uh, to push in order or any or at any level? I mean, we've got we've got DeSantis who's done some things at the state level, but I'm not hearing uh, across the country the Republican Party on mass working together to try to stop. Not them. on mass. The, the, no. This is we've got mass abuse going on is I, I i feel like i'm being hyperbolic by am i being too extreme with with how i'm characterizing no, it? you're not andrea because we have the same handful of people you know congressman andy biggs that it's that they're constantly the ones that stand up for the right issues time and time again but they get done by themselves no they can't and so mark levin carrying on and calling him running an imbecile you're the moron in the imbecile you know, he's the stink of the week yeah yeah we're gonna take a break we come back we've actually got a good idea for you guys at your event this whole lot of fun and pretty dang fun here with you guys when we come back. The Holiday Comedy Showcase, we're going to share that with you when we return as well as Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week, so don't go away. Andrea K. telling you like it is while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Wrapping up this Friday night show with you guys with some, a, a phenomenal idea of where you can go and celebrate the holidays, give back to the local community, have some fun and some laughs. Uh, Delina Horchata is here tonight uh, to share with you guys about the holiday the holiday comedy showcase, which is Sunday, December eighteenth at six p.m. And she joins me now. Hey, funny lady, thanks for being here on the Andrea K. Show. I appreciate being on the air. So, yeah, we're having a holiday showcase at Rebreath Spirits at December 18th, 6 p.m. Uh, to benefit the Family Justice Center, uh, they need gently used clothing and toys. Uh, come on out, get some food, and, and, and enjoy a great comedy show. Well, I am always amazed uh, with stand-up comics because that's got to be one of the hardest things to ever do in the entire world. How did you get into comedy? Uh, I read a book about about healing trauma, and uh, the best way to do it is through creative expression. And I, I went back to painting and drawing, but comedy comedy has really uh, helped my soul. Well, I, I, have you ever been heckled? Because I can't. I don't think that could be very good for the soul. <laughs> I, I I come from a from a very strong family, so yes, I've been heckled. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you choose the Family Justice Center? I think that's an interesting choice, um, and I love it. Why did you choose uh, the this this charity? Well, uh, they've helped me out in the past. Uh, they help families and me to get out of a tough situation, and uh, I am divorced, and they help me get out of a tough situation, and I just want to pay it forward, and oh. it's a great, it's a great, it's a great place. Um, it helps a lot of people. It helps the community. It's helped me, and I just, and I hope it can help other people in the future. Oh my gosh, I'm about to cry. We started the show by saying we nobody was really celebrating Christmas and talking See, this about this is Christmas. This is Christmas right here. You can go and have some laughs, have a lot of fun at the Holiday Comedy Showcase at uh, Rebrew, that's R E capital B R U at 1735 National Avenue in San Diego 92113 on the 18th at 6 p.m. 
and help a, a phenomenal uh, charity, Your Safe Place at the Family Justice Center. And I didn't really know what they were all about, but but now I'm all about them because this is something that I can get behind. I'm going to see if I can go to that. Yeah, helping families in need. They need your new or slightly used clothes or toys for children of any age. And God bless you, Delina, for um, not just bringing laughs to people because we just we need to laugh more, but also using your your comedy chops to give back uh, to a center mm-hmm. that gave back to you. So God bless. Um, it, it, you know, I hate to put you on the spot, but any joke you wanna you wanna leave with tonight? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Uh, oh, I don't know. <laughs> you, know you know what? I, I we don't. I don't. I shouldn't put you on the spot like that because I know how most comedians work. It's just kind of an organic process. It's not like, yeah. hey, go right with a joke. Um, yeah. But anyway, but, what, uh, what's your favorite kind of thing? What's your favorite kind of thing to joke about? Honestly, I love to joke about my dog. Uh, <laughs> I love to joke about myself. Um, my relationship with my dog, my relationship to people, uh, <laughs> with my to my family, uh, to relationships. Uh-huh. Uh, those are those are always hilarious. Uh, just pretty much anything I see. Life life is one big joke, right? <laughs> <laughs> it is. What kind of dog do you have? I have a little uh, little mutt from TJ. He's a Jack Russell, Chihuahua, and something else mix. He's a little bit of everything. Well, we're already uh, laughing just hearing about him. What's his name? His name is Didymus. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I love it because we have a family dog that's Chihuahua. <laughs> well, yeah, so I named him after a movie character from The Labyrinth. So he, he looks like a character, and he is a character. Well, you're a character, too, I can tell. Delina Horchata, thank you for being here. Thank you for doing this event to give back to the community and the, and the Family Justice Center. It's the Holiday Comedy Showcase, Sunday, December 18th at 6 p.m. at Rebrew in, on uh, 1735 National. National Avenue, and they need new or slightly used clothes or toys for children of any age. Thanks for being here, and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, I think i got to make her my Hero of the Week, Skins. Yeah, I have no problem with that at all. Yeah? Uh, Did you have a backup? Somebody else you were thinking? I most certainly had a backup. And that is? These woke, (laughs) high-IQ stupid people, they're easy to recognize. (laughs) They hate George Washington. <laughs> they hate Thomas Jefferson. They hate Dr. Zeus, and they hate Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> the great gift of Christmas that keeps giving <laughs> Senator Kennedy. Yeah, um, she's my hero because she's just, it sounds like a gal that um, has hit hit a rough patch at a time in her life, reached out to some people doing in the community. doing a lot of good. Who, yeah, who helped her, and now she's giving back. And to me... That's the best of, of America is Stink of the right Week there. is American Girl story. Yeah, Stink of the Week is is American Girl, I think for sure. Um, that and uh, the professor we talked about with Bob Walters who oh, says white people got to end. Yeah. Hey, we love you guys. We'll be right back here Monday, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Have a wonderful weekend and Merry Christmas. Love you. <laughs> Visit MyPillow.com Turbulent times for clear-headed insight. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.